0: Om Jnana Timurandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuramilitam Jena Tasmay Shri Gurve Namaha So, Hare Krishna. Today we're going to look at Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 7, Verse 2. And the title is uh, Phenomenal and Numinous. Because Prabhupada, he translates these two words, Jnanam and Vijnanam. In kind of an interesting way in this verse, in a fairly unusual way, and uh, at, at first it was puzzling, and uh, but then I, I, I saw something I thought was quite lovely about it, and so we'll, t- we'll talk about that. so the verse is, uh, "I shall now declare unto you in full this knowledge, both phenomenal and numinous, this being known." Nothing further shall remain for you to know. So, this is Krishna speaking to Arjuna. And the, the, the two words that we're going to be focused on are this jnanam and vigyan. And, uh, and generally, uh, jnana or jnanam, it refers to, you can say either book knowledge, you hear something from the Vedas, right? theoretical knowledge, it's a conceptual knowledge, or just kind of information you know something, you have information about it, do you have some you know, theoretical understanding or you know this, this kind of stuff? It's, it's, it's more in that sense. And then the, and, and in vigyana. there's a prefix vi, vi that's added to the gyana. As you can see, it's, 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 it's the same word, but just there's a, the, the prefix there. And in this case, the "vi" is an intensifier. So it means that there's something you know, it's, it's intensified knowledge. It's somehow greater than just this kind of informational, conceptual, theoretical stuff. It's going beyond that in some way. That's the indication from, from, from the Sanskrit. And, uh, and so there, there, this can be taken in different ways. With the, the, generally, a couple of them are here. Uh, Prabhupada oftentimes uh, uh, translates vigyanam as realization. And that's a very common one. That he, and and uh, there's kind of two main senses that you can take this uh, realization in. That it can be applied knowledge. Prabhupada sometimes translates Vigyanam just like that. It's, it's practically applied. Uh, and that's one type of realization where you, you, you have the, you have the con- concept or the theory and you know how to apply it to concrete situations. Right? You, can, you can have all the information in the world, but if you don't know how to use it, it has a certain limited use. I mean, you can communicate it to others and maybe they can understand what to do with it. Right? It's okay. But it really helps if you know what to do with the information and understanding that you have. So there's applied knowledge. And then there's this, uh, another Sanskrit term, jnana chakshusha, or seeing through the eyes of knowledge. So in one sense, you, you can you can take certain concepts and apply them in concrete situations. And other ways the information actually changes the way that you experience the world. It changes your paradigm. You actually understand things differently because we don't have ever just raw experiences. We always understand what we're experiencing and we have certain, you know, certain mindsets that help us to do that. So we we don't just see something but we under we we have a certain story about it. This this is what happened here. This is what this is happening. We understand it in some ways, and so the understanding becomes part of the experience. This is the this is the the role of buddhi or the intelligence, and so if certain information can help us to see the world in a different way, like in uh, this happens in 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 scientific discoveries, when when people went from Newtonian physics to to relativity, Einstein stuff. Then they began to see the world in a different way. The same things were there, but they understood it quite differently. So you actually, your perception will change because your understanding of it changes. So these are kind of two, two ways you can you can uh, you can break down this uh, this vignanum, uh, if if we take it as realization. So this is, this is both, in both cases, this is more intensified. It's either been imp- applied in a practical case or it actually changes the way you experience things. Hmm? So I'll give a couple of examples. These are, both of these relate to member, indirectly relate to members of my family, actually. There's a, so here's, here's an example of applied knowledge. So I don't know if any of you have had geometry, if you still remember it. There's the famous Pythagorean theorem, where if you have a, a right triangle, a triangle has one 90-degree angle in it, there's a particular relationship between the lengths of the sides so the two short sides that make the uh, right angle if you if you multiply them by the if you multiply each one by itself and add them together it will equal the the longer side also multiplied by itself a squared plus b squared equals c squared and you you, know, you can know that's the case Now, my my grandfather was another very educated person. He didn't ever finish high school. But he knew this one particular... uh, He didn't know the Pythagorean theorem, but he knew a particular solution to it. There's many solutions to it. But the simplest one is is sides of 3, 4, and 5. And so you see, if you you multiply 3 by itself, you get 9. You multiply 4 by itself, you get 16, you Multiply five by itself it gets twenty five and nine plus sixteen is twenty five and so there's there's a practical application to that uh oftentimes in 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 carpentry or in building that you want to know how to make a right angle. you have a foundation or you're trying to frame something and you want to make sure that things are at the right angle and so you by you so you can use that theorem three four and five or, or it says actually you know it's better for especially for larger ones they have larger solutions but you, you can you can measure 3 you can measure 4 and then then that, that middle part that connects the two has to be 5 and when that happens then you have a right angle right? So, you, so 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 you know, many people and of course you know, stud, you know students in elementary school or, or or junior high or high school will say what am i ever going to use this for when they learn mathematics you know and, and but there's sometimes there's practical applications and so that's vigyanam mm-hmm. In, in, in that sense, and then the other way, this kind of changing of the perceptions. My uncle was a, a had begun smoking from very quite a young age as a as a teenager, and was a regular smoker for many years, and uh, and he had notions of quitting sometimes, but my uncle didn't have a, a great deal of willpower, very little in fact, and so his his attempts were always quite unsuccessful. If, if they ever, they, you know, if, if they got off the ground at all, it wasn't very hot, and then he was crashing again. And so uh, so that was his situation, and he, he was aware, you know, of, of the, uh, I've got here the pictures of the Surgeon General's warning, you know, he all the packs of cigarettes had, you know, the dangers listed on them. He was well aware that smoking could be very bad for his health, but that didn't, did it couldn't fight the temptation to smoke. He knew he knew there was dangers, but that just couldn't be. It wasn't so real for him that it would, that he would resist the temptation. The, the pleasure in smoking was so much greater than that for him. And then something happened to him. He uh, he had uh, you know, people call. I guess they still call it that uh, a smoker's cough. You know, they sometimes will cough a little bit. It says you know that there's a little mucus builds up in the <laughs> in the in the system. From, that, from the irritation from the smoke, and so it's not not anything very serious it's not like you know, pneumonia or asthma. He was breathing just fine, but you have this little cough, 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 cough. and uh, his sister, my mother, was able to implant in his brain to give them this he gave, she gave him the suggestion that this little smoker's cough he had was the beginning of emphysema. <laughs> That <laughs> this was a sure sign that uh, that this this serious lung disease w- was beginning to happen, hmm? and so that somehow you know struck a chord with him, and so for him then suddenly smoking equaled death in his perceptions. See, before it was just a cough and you know, maybe these these kind of intangible dangers, but now the danger became very concrete. And very tangible. This little this cough he has every time he's coughing, this is the beginning of a fatal lung disease, and so this made a deep impression on him. So then he began to perceive it quite differently, and he was able to just he took the half half finished pack of cigarettes before our eyes, threw them in the trash, and as far as anyone ever knows, and he wasn't he he wasn't someone to conceal something that he never smoked again because he, he he viewed the world differently. It went from jnana, that that that, that, that this cigarette smoking is dangerous, to vijjana, oh, it's killing me right now. He could see the danger. He could feel the danger. So his perceptions were changed. So so these are the kind of two senses here that we can take Vigyana as realization as. A couple of examples here. But here Prabhupada gives in this particular verse and in the translation, he translates jnanam as phenomenal knowledge and vijnanam as numinous knowledge. And it's the only place I've seen him translate either of these things this way. Um, and so, so it was, it's intriguing when he does something unique. Because, you know, Prabhupada is... is uh, um, English was his second language, but he had quite a... A, a, a powerful vocabulary and he didn 't use words loosely; he knew what he was saying, and you know, and he meant he, he was he said what he means <laughs> he meant what he said and there, there's was other cases of that I remember when i was um Showing some of the books to my college friends, you know, and they were they were impressed by bifurcated when he, he mentioned you know, that, that, uh, <laughs> that the beaks of Bakasura were bifurcated. They thought, oh, that's quite a, you know, they they weren't that familiar with that word. That was pretty good. And there's another case in the second canto where Prabhupada uses the word hypothecated, and it actually bewildered his, his editors, his English editors, because they thought that he was he meant hypothesized or something. They had never heard of the word hypothecated. But actually, I, I, on review, the, the hypothecated was a better meaning. So he knows what he's talking about. So when, when he comes up with this this phenomenal and numinous, you know, he has a real meaning to it. it is, he's not just you know, throwing words out there or he's being just kind of loose with his use of language. So I, I, it intrigued me to see that. And so here's uh, definitions of, of the two. Uh, phenomenal usually means perceptible by the senses or through immediate experience. So you, you, can, you can experience it, you can see it, you can hear it, you can taste it. Something that's immediate. And then numinous and, and, and uh, is, is having a strong religious or spiritual quality, indicating or suggesting the presence of a divinity. So that, this is interesting. So you, sometimes it says you, you you go to a holy place, like even if you you know, you, you come to, you, know, you you come into the temple here, and you can feel something. You go to the to the holy dams. You go to the, you know, to go to Vrindavan, and you feel something. You know. So in different spiritual locations, you somehow feel this this divine presence. And uh, so here in the in the purport, though, and the interesting thing is 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 that in the purports in the commentary, Prabhupada doesn't talk about this he doesn't take up and explain this numinous especially particularly the numinous part he doesn't say really anything that concrete about it and that was also very intriguing to me because yeah, he, he obviously he used it for a reason but what is the reason <laughs> he meant it but what is the why what did he mean why and so this 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 you know these kind of things you know attract my brain to try to see if there's some way I can figure that out because because I figure there's something good in there there's something really useful that that he just hasn't explained that he's indicating but hasn't explained hmm? and so in his purport yes, he doesn't really talk about it he says complete knowledge and this is this this means the both both the Gaman the and the jnanam, includes knowledge of the phenomenal world so here he mentions at least phenomenal the spirit behind it and the source source of both of them this is transcendental knowledge so here in in the in the in the verses afterwards you know Krishna says that he's the he's all the elements that form the material world he's also the souls that's the, that's what Prabhupada means by the spirit behind it there's a higher energy that the souls are there in all the living beings but that he's the source of both of them and so that's you know so that that's what Prabhupada says that this, this, this uh, Ga and Vigyanama is, is encompassing here, according to his purport, and then uh, so you can see here uh, there's the phenomenal world as described in in seven in four: Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and false ego. all together, these constitute my separated material energies. so this this is dealing with the external world and also our internal and the psychic world. Right, the, the the earth, you know, solids, water, liquids, you know, fire, you know, energy, you know, air, you know, uh, um, you know, gases, gaseous things, ether, space, and, and so these things we experience in the outside world are the external things. But then the mind, intelligence, and ego—this is the landscape of our internal, you know, psychological or psychic experiences. So all these things are, are Krishna says, these are his energies. He says, and he mentions separated energies, interestingly. And so he says, these, you know, these are all coming from Krishna. So that's, that's the phenomenal world there. And then he says, besides these, in 7.5, Almighty Armed Arjuna, there is another superior energy of mine, which comprises the living entities who are exploiting the resources of this material inferior nature. So that's the, uh, those are the souls. So he says he has a different energy. So the, the souls that are bringing life to the, to the physical forms and having these psychic experiences are, uh, are, are his higher energy. So that's what Prabhupada says, the spirit behind them. And then he says, um, all created beings, Krishna says in seven six all created beings have their source in these two natures. Of all that is material and all that is spiritual in this world, know for certain that I am both the origin and the dissolution. So, Prabhupada said, "You know, the origin of them both." So that was the phenomenal world, things we experience, the spirit behind it, and then the source of both of them. Okay. And then that this, and so let's, let's um, and so, and then then Krishna goes uh, elaborates on the source of both of them. He says. In 7.7, O conqueror of wealth, there is no truth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. And further on, and, and, and then I'm, I'm, actually, we're jumping some verses here. And we're, there's a reason for that. He kind of picks up that same theme and he says, Know that all, in 12, know that all states of being, be they of goodness, passion, or ignorance, are manifested by my energy I am in one sense everything, but I am independent. I am not under the modes of material nature, for they, on the contrary, are within me. So Krishna has explained those three things pretty, pretty clearly. The, the, the Prabhupada mentioned, he says, the phenomenal world, the spirit behind it, and then the source of, of both of them. Um, he's given some, you know, it's a quite, quite a surprising statement, actually. Because you know, remember, Krishna is, is sitting here on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, with Arjuna on a chariot in the midst of so many other warriors on chariots. <laughs> and he's saying that, that I'm the source of this, the whole world around us. That I'm the source even of your, of your mind and your intelligence and your ego. Yeah, you know, source of all material things. And so he, he seems to be like he's part of this the landscape there. How does this one little part be the source of everything? It's quite surprising. You don't, I remember when I first read the Bhagavad Gita, I didn't have Prabhupada's translation, so I didn't have the commentary. And so it really was, it was really baffling to me how this, you know, how that worked. You know, this, this person on the chariot could be all these other things. And, uh, so it was quite surprising. You know, so he's, 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 uh, um, revealing things about himself that are, that are quite that, that distinguish him from all other creatures, and, and, and are important for us uh, to develop faith in him as, as a worshipable deity. Um, and so, in uh, in the commentary Srila Baladeva Jibushan, this is uh, Prabhupada dedicates his Bhagavad Gita as it is to Srila Baladeva Jabhushan, He kind of separates it this way. He he, he says this this, this jnanam, uh, re- refers to Krishna's energies. And so under, under, under Prabhupada's uh, rubric here, it would be the phenomenal world and the spirit behind it, the two energies, the inferior, separated potencies and the superior potencies. And then he says the Vigyanam refers to Krishna himself, which is, Prabhupada puts as the source of both of them. That's how he understands it. So so, so far we, we don't see, um, oops, let's go back, yeah, so, so far we're still waiting for the numinous, right? The, having a strong religious or spiritual quality. Indicating or suggesting the presence of a divinity, so most of the commentators kind of talk in in, in those kind of similar terms, even as Prabhupada has, there. But still, there's no mention yet of this numinous. What is the? Where, where, what is what is he really referring to? You know? And uh, and so then, uh, so we'll, we'll look at these. So that I'm going back then to these verses we skipped. This is where I think where where we'll find it. And in, but even even here. It isn't so apparent at first. So there, there's verse 8 O son of Kunti, I am the taste of water, the light of the sun and moon, the syllable Om in the Vedic mantras, I am the sound in ether and ability in man. And 9 I am the original fragrance of the earth, and I am the heat in fire. I am the life of all that lives, and I am the penances of all ascetics. Then, O son of Pritha, Know that I am the original seed of all existences, the intelligence of the intelligent, and the prowess of all powerful men. And then 11, I am the strength of the strong, devoid of passion and desire. I am sex life which is not contrary to religious principles, O Lord of the Bharatas or Arjuna. So he has this whole list of I am's. And it, it, it's a little bit... So you know, at first he just mentioned, of course, that in truth he's everything. At first he says, I'm all, all these material energies. So here he's distinguishing certain things that he's particularly identifying himself with, which is, which is uh, interesting in a few ways, actually. So here's the different things. He says he's the taste of water. He's the light of the sun and the moon. He's the OM in the Vedic mantras, the sound in ether or space. Ability in man, Prabhupada also says sky. Ability in man, the original fragrance of the earth, the heat in fire, the life of all that lives, the penances of all ascetics, the original seed of all existences mean the, the he's the origin of the original seed of all the living beings, Prabhupada says living entities in his word for word translation. He's the intelligence of the intelligence, the prowess or power of the powerful men, the strength of the strong, but a particular type, it says it, it, it's it's a strength that doesn't have passion and desire. So, Because we, we will see, actually, people that have power or strength will use them in service of their desires and their passions. And that's oftentimes not a very noble thing where we have people exploiting others. Right. I'm going to... You know, a strong arm robbery or you know, this kind of thing, or you know, and you, I'm invading your country to slaughter you to take your riches. You know, oftentimes this is done to the detriment of others. And sex life, which is not contrary to religious principles, or also the, the, the word here just says kama, or they have this this desires that don't cause you to do evil things. He says, These things are mine, are me. And so these things, when he identifies in this way, there's, there are certain kind of themes to these things. Uh, they, they either kind of deal with the essence of something. It can even be like the cause of something. Because when, when we talk about the taste of water or the fragrance of the earth, it, when, when you look at the accounts of creation, you see, these things are, are the, the intrinsic thing that, that distinguishes the taste is what distinguishes water from other previous creations. It says that when it first starts out, you have sound. And sound causes the the, 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 the manifestation of space. And then and then when, when 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 there arises touch, then you get air, which has both both sound and touch. And then when the quality of of uh, a form arises, then you get fire. And the fire has sound, touch, and form. And then when taste arises, then you can get water. So it has all those different qualities. And then when smell arises, you get earth. And so these things are, almost, in a sense, causes of it. They're the, they're the essential quality that, that make them what they are. Uh, also the, the some of these things are the most important element. Like here with here it means he doesn't talk about the form with fire, he talks about the uh the light of the fire, something that's the most important element of that thing. He identifies with himself. And then also the best among a particular group. He does this more in uh in chapter ten where he lists his, his various manifestations. But also here, you know, he he mentions he mentions power, right? And so people use power in different ways, but only the powerful people that are using their power in not a way that's passionate and, and, and filled with desire. So of the group of the whole group of powerful people, he's that particular sub subset uh, of that. And in ten in ten he does more uh more of this thing's best of a particular group. You know, of animals he's you know he's this, of this he's that, of stars he's this. He takes these groups of the best of a particular group. and like we said it's uh there's a reason behind that because we 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 understood that everything actually is uh is Krishna's energies. In one sense he can't say that, that any of them are not. Uh, and that's the first, first example he gives. He says, All these things are my separated potencies, but here he's identifying with particular ones, the essential ones, you know, the most important ones, the best ones. And he's saying, These, these are me. These are me. And so uh, it, it does a couple of things uh, in general. It's, it, it, it actually elaborates a bit on the previous verses where, he, where he's saying that he's the support of everything, the source of everything. All of these things are mine. It, it, it gives you a little bit more concrete understanding of that. And so you can, you can take these verses as simply further explanation of what he began to do. It also gives a preliminary understanding of, of, of God. Here Prabhupada says in the purport of seven eight. this verse explains how the Lord is all-pervasive by his diverse material and spiritual energies. The Supreme Lord can be preliminarily perceived by his different energies, and this way he is realized impersonally. So if someone doesn't have a very good idea of the personal form of God, by taking note of certain of his potencies... It begins to give them a little idea. And this is why it's important that he identify the essential things, the best things, the the most prominent things as being him. I had somebody ask me one time, right, if, if everything is God or you know coming from God, why don't we worship an outhouse? Okay, in you know, an outhouse where you you know where you <laughs> outdoor bathroom, you know. Why? Why wouldn't you do that? Right? That isn't that also, you know, part of God's energy, right? And uh, and of course, there, there's some there's there's some truth in that, right? Everything that exists is God's energy. So why not worship it, right? Well, the, the reason, of course, is 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 that when we, if we know who God is, Krishna, you know, the most beautiful, the most wonderful, the most powerful, the mo- all these wonderful qualities, then even though these things, these lesser things are still his energies, they do not give an indication of what he is like personally for any kind of a real indication of that uh, so these you know you know smelly, unclean <laughs> unpleasant things Krishna is not when you experience Krishna, you don't think, "Oh how unpleasant with a frightful aroma you know oh that's ugly." You don't think that at all. You say, how beautiful, how wonderful. Actually, he has a beautiful fragrance, his, his body. It says, it says it has a combination of what is it, musk and the blue lotus, it says place in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He has this be- wonderful a fragrance that captivates the mind. So when somebody comes in the presence of Krishna, it says that the, that when they first encounter Krishna in person, and they and the, the, the scent of his body enters into their nostrils, they want all of their senses to be you know, smelling, they, want, they, want, to be, they just want to be one big nose, basically, so they can fully experience that, and then it makes them pass out in, in ecstasy. So the smelly outhouse just doesn't give you any indication. So by taking all the best things, it gives you a, a preliminary understanding that God is wonderful. Whoever whatever, whoever, whatever it is that's doing all this stuff is really wonderful. So it gives some kind of a, a, a pathway. This, this Krishna, it also happens in the, in the descriptions of the universal form in the Bhagavatam. So if one doesn't have a, a, a good understanding of, of Krishna or the personal form of God, then by meditating on these things, you begin to, as Prabhupada says, get a preliminary perception of, of all these glorious and wonderful things all the best of the best because that's what krishna is okay okay so this is this is how this verse is also un, these verses are also understood and still we haven't hit numinous <laughs> right you can look at all this thing and there's still no numinous and say where's the numinous how is the numinous and again let's let's look the numinous means Having a strong religious or spiritual quality, indicating or suggesting the presence of a divinity. So, in the purports here of the Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada doesn't talk much about this, but other places he gives, I think, with the indication. Right? So I, I took, I just you can you can find a lot of these. I just quickly did a, a search and found a couple of. Things from, from the from the Veda base where in, in lectures where he talks about this. I just I search for taste of water because he talks about this a lot. He, was, he even mentions that if, if somebody is addicted to alcohol, if they if they if they if they drink the alcohol, they think, oh, this this wonderful taste is coming from Krishna, that is beneficial to them. So Prabhupada gives this uh, a very straightforward kind of way to take these verses. And that, 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 that works for, not, not for just a preliminary knowledge, but works for those of us who are already devotees of Krishna and can help our devotion. And so he, so he hears what he says in one of his lectures. This is on the Srimad Bhagavatam. He says, Krishna has instructed that to begin with, you can think of me, aham, while you drink water. It is not difficult, everyone can practice it. So easy thing. That taste, if we simply think, here is Krishna. Very easy thing. As soon as you see the sunlight in the morning, you can think, Krishna says, why do you say? He says, in the morning, you can think, Krishna says, he's him, is what he's implying there. Why do you say, can you show me God? God is showing you himself. Why don't you see it? All right? And then, a, I think this is a lecture in the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita verse. He says, Prabhupada says, I am the sound in the sky. He's quoting Krishna here. So as soon as there is some sound, oh, here is Krishna. In this way you study Krishna, you'll see. See, this is this is back to that, that uh, the how the, the how the Vigyana changes your experience, right? In the taste of water, you'll find Krishna. In the sound vibration, you'll find Krishna. If there is somebody very powerful, you'll find him, Krishna. This description are there in the Bhagavad Gita. This is Krishna consciousness. So what he's saying, if we if we take these particular things listed, and, 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 and we just remember how Krishna is saying, This is me, then, then our perception will change and these things take on this numinous quality. Well they're not just his separated material energies any longer but there's something where we can feel the presence of the divine feel the presence of Krishna right there he says that's all you have to do and and this is important for us even as practicing devotees even if we may know uh, a Krishna in more detail we have detailed descriptions of his form and activities and things because one of the Actually, says the main thing we're trying to do in our spiritual practice is to always remember Krishna and not forget him. And so it may it may be easy for us if we're if we're hearing about Krishna in the scriptures, or we're in the in the temple and seeing the form of the form of Krishna, to think of his personal form and, and, and his, his qualities and his pastimes. It's a beautiful thing, but then much of the time. We're also encountering his material energies. And so that can lead us to forget him. We're not directly engaged in some service right now. He says, even in those cases, we'll see the sunlight. We'll hear sound. (laughs) We'll see the moonlight. We'll taste water. All these different things. If we reprogram our intelligence to encounter Krishna in these places, our remembrance of Krishna can become more and more steady. Sometimes we make that distinction. Oh, now I'm dealing with the material energy. (laughs) How can I remember Krishna? When I'm chanting or I'm reading or I'm doing this, I can remember very nicely. But what happens when I go out the door of the temple or go out there to do... Go out to my job, go out to my school, how do I remember Krishna? Right? Because I'm now I'm in, in Maya in Krishna's illusory external potency. So Krishna is giving us these little nuggets, these little things we can cling to that can provide this numinous experience. We see we ah Krishna comes to our mind, comes in our heart. Right? This numinous thing. So when Prabhupada gives us this this way of taking these these verses, he said, we can take it in a very straightforward, simple way. It provides us this this connection with Krishna, even though we're not, you know, we don't have the power to to see his leela in our hearts as the as the great exalted saints do. But we can we can begin to to remember him, and it'll of course connect with the other information that we have when we think of Krishna, in the sunlight. We'll remember the beautiful form of Krishna. So there's so in, in in this case, this 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 little section of verses gives a real benefit to a practicing devotees of Krishna, or anybody else, if they want to begin to connect with Krishna. These different things can be numerous. They they can they can be filled with this with this divine presence, and allow us to make that connection. So, so I, I was to, to me it was it made me very happy to. To, to think that I could, could kind of find out what that numinous was all about and make sense of it, because I thought there had to be something that was beautiful in there. There had to be something. Why did Prabhupada say it? But he didn't explain it in the purports. You we know? had to look a little bit elsewhere, and uh, I was happy to find it. So. so, if there's you know comments or questions, uh, we had to, we had to wait all the way at the end, right, to get to the numinous, <laughs> because there's so many other understandings of it. But it, it, it's, it's there. So are there other comments or questions? Complaints? Corrections? Additions or subtractions?
1: Uh, so the, um, the phenomenal, right? And then the numinous, right? And the phenomenal are, is the stuff we can see. An experience,
0: yeah. And experience, yeah. in
1: experience, but you've just shown us that we can we can experience the numinous through the stuff we can see. That's what it means, That's right? The it, point.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's it's a ph- it's a phenomenal thing that somehow conveys the presence of of, of what's behind it. Right. Yeah. So so it's it's it's, it's some, so so it's not beyond our experience, right? Mm. It's 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 a a, a phenomenal thing and experience it through which the. The the divine is is is, is experienced or, remember, or suggested and remembered. It's like there's this presence. There's some presence there. Right. That's what it says. That's what numinous means. It, it med- immediately takes you towards the the, the remembrance or the, or the experience of the divine. And that that's the that's the power of it, because we're dealing with these phenomenal things. Right. and right? if, if you're if you're a great yogi who can withdraw your attention from the outside world and focus on the super soul, within. Well, that's great. But what if you can't do that or your life doesn't allow that kind of solitude and <laughs> intensity and you're dealing with the external things? How do you deal with that? Right? So these things that we're experiencing then can, can remind us and we can feel, and especially as, 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 our, as our jnana turns into vijjana where it changes our perceptions, immediately we think, ah, sunlight is Krishna. Oh, water well, is Krishna. We, and, and that brings us right back to him. So that's, that, that's why that, that, that numinous was a, such a powerful concept. It's something you see or experience, but it takes you beyond itself to, to the divine. Hmm.
1: So how can we, um, while doing that, for example, one time when I was living in Vrindavan, uh, somebody came and I met them and they were saying to me, oh, I like to come to Vrindavan because I see Krishna. I'm, I'm able to see Krishna in the in the bushes of Vrindavan. <laughs> but they meant seeing Krishna, like playing his flute and like face-to-face darshan. So how can we take this invitation to, to this experience of Krishna and everything and, and yet... Um Not take it cheaply or not take Krishna cheaply
0: well, see for because it, it mentions it probably mentions how somebody who doesn't have a, a a real concrete understanding of God, then this kind of gives a you know he, he says a, a little you know a preliminary con- concept but 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 then he talks you know he, he's talking about this kind of numinous stuff more in relationship uh here many times in his classes he was talking directly to his his students. You know, I guess he said it works for other people too, but but he was talking about it, he was telling his students it's simple to do this. You can do this. And and one in the one class, I think in, in the one even quote I had he was talking about maybe you can't see Brahman, you can't see the Brahma Jyoti, which is the source of all light ultimately, but you can see the sunlight. And so, so he, he was he was talking even to his students who have a, a personal conception, who have information about Krishna, so it, it, it's applicable to devotees who have this, you know, have heard about Krishna's pastimes, have heard about descriptions of Krishna, who know about his qualities, and so what happens? That comes also to our remembrance, because right? we know we know who this person is. Or so somebody who doesn't have the conception of, of God, these things give an indication of him. You know all of these essences and, and essential things can, give, can help you to form a preliminary conception. But when you have a conception, then these things will remind you of that conception. Right? When we remember Krishna, then all these other things will, will come to mind. Right? So, so when, when, we, when these things make us you know think of Krishna, then, then these, these, the, the, the more precise, you know, concrete conceptions will come into play, will come into our minds. We know who that Krishna is, who's this light so like like that you know so you can do it outside of Vrindavan you can do it outside the temple, you can do it outside of your your spiritual practices. it can be a part of your spiritual practices, but something yeah, you can do seems all the time a,
1: a, a real sweet way you know to be able to just even if you don't have to speak it, but if you're yeah, working or in in the company of others who don't know Krishna, but that it can be a real internal meditation as well.
0: Or just you know, think of it. You know, try try walking around all the time and functioning, and and try to try to remember Krishna and his pastimes and all this kind of stuff in your head. You you know, it, it, t- it takes up your headspace. You'll bump into walls. You'll cra- may crash your car. You know, you might be a, a distracted driver. Um, but, but but it's a little bit easier if you can see the sunlight and think, oh, yeah. there, there's, there's, there's Krishna, and, and of course, he, 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 it's, he still comes to mind in some way, but you don't have to, because what happens usually when you're trying to remember, it means you're trying to not focus on the other things. I'm going to walk around remember Krishna in his pastimes, therefore I'm not paying attention to other things that are going on around me. So that could you know that could cause you to make an, a car accident or make various mistakes, and if you're trying to do something practical, you know, because you're well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dysfunctional. Yeah, yeah. So 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 it these two these two things become opposed to each other. You know, I'm trying to am not I'm trying to not see the world around me so I can remember Krishna. Well, here's a way that you can see the world around you and make you remember Krishna, and you don't have you don't have that same Kind of uh, force of you know not paying attention, or trying to trying to forget, right? and so you you can walk around, you can walk outside, you can look in the sun, you can see the you can see the things that are alive around you, the life of all that lives, you know, you can see the other people, right? He's the seed of their existence, and you can and and it can you can feel like you're in the company of Krishna. Without that having to 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 have this negative. Psychology towards everything. Oh, this is illusion. I'm trying to remember Krishna. You feel like you're in this little bubble, you know. But no, you can you can open yourself up and see Krishna that way. So I think it becomes a much easier type of remembrance for 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 us in the world. So this numinous is beautiful and really powerful concept. (laughs) Hare
2: <laughs> Krishna um, So I Can can I interpret it in this way That when we say There's sound and ether And ability and man This is phenomenal knowledge And when we add I am In front I am the sound and ether I am the ability and man That is Um the numo, numinous.
0: Numinous, yeah. That, that, yeah. If, if, if you understand those things that way, then it produces, that becomes numinous for you. It reminds you of Krishna. Right? Yeah. So, otherwise, before it was just light. Maybe I think it's beautiful. You know, The sun's nice and everything. But then, when we understand that it's Krishna, that representation of Krishna, then suddenly it becomes different. We remember Krishna. We feel in the presence of Krishna. That's the numinous quality. Yeah, so exactly.
2: Yeah. And how do we connect this idea? to the original Sanskrit, the Vijnana and Gyanan Vigyana.
0: Uh, well, Prabhupada says that, that uh, well, actually we talked about it a little bit, right? Because one of the meanings of vijnana is that it changes your perceptions. It change, Prabhupada mentions, he says that the Bhagavad Gita is the culture of the intelligence. It's supposed to reprogram the way that you categorize and understand the world around you you have a different paradigm for understanding things. So we don't realize it, but all of our experiences are colored by our understandings. I, under, I, I, I bring everything that I know about the world to my understanding of my experiences. And so when, when you're... In, and that's the, that's the function what's called the buddhi, the intelligence. And when that's reprogrammed, when you have a different paradigm, actually your experience changes. And so like my, my uncle... When he when he he felt the concreteness of the dangers of smoking, it was quite easy for him to quit, because he just he associated that that smoking with death. So in the same way, when we reprogram, when we understand here I am, this is this is Krishna, this is Krishna, this is this this this, then we begin to experience it. We don't have to think that this is Krishna so much. We'll begin to experience that that's Krishna. It'll be automatic and that's so in that sense that's that, that's a normal sense of vijnana changing the way our, changing the categories of our experiences therefore changing the quality of our experience
2: so vijnana means how we perceive the well, reality well
0: it means it means different things it mean, it, can mean, it can mean like applied knowledge Right, so like we, we talked about the Pythagorean theorem, so sometimes it means you, you know how to apply a certain theory or a certain understanding. It has many meanings, but two, two prominent ones are, are like this, uh, being able to apply a concept in practice or this way to change your, your way of viewing things, way of understanding things. So this happens in science when there's a paradigm shift. Sometimes it happens with us. We say, oh, now I understand something. Right, that, that, that that's what's happened. Oh, right! And then suddenly you experience things differently, because now you see it, you see it that way, where you saw something different before. Your experience actually changes because the way you're interpreting it changes, the way your your understanding has changed. And so that's what's going to happen. So that so that kind of vigyan applies to this, to this numinous experience also. Where now we won't just see the sun, we'll see, we'll feel that connection with Krishna. And with some practice you don't have to say, you know, here's the sun, that's Krishna. That's a little bit, that's still kind of jnana. <laughs> and then we get used to it and we it begins to remind us automatically. We see a living person, we think, oh, Krishna makes that, makes them alive. Okay? Is that okay? All right. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna.